Hey there, I'm Alan Furstenberg. And I'm Mark Tucker. Welcome to Two Voice Devs. Two Voice Devs. Hey there, Mark. You know what's happening next week? I am so excited. It's been a long time since I've been to an in-person conference, and we're speaking. We'll get to see each other face-to-face. -face together? We're, we're, we're speaking together. This is going to be great. Yes. And we'll be doing two voice devs live and in person at the Voice Summit in Arlington, Virginia next week. I am so looking forward to this. And it's Tuesday. It's during lunchtime. Uh, so just grab your lunch, join us, come with questions, um, and we'll just kind of chat and and we'll do a, a, what we're doing here, but with um, some with, of our with closest people. friends. <laughs> yes. No, I think it's going to be fun. And... You know, it's really, I, I was thinking about this, about how, um, you know, this, we've, we, we started this, you know, over two years ago now. I know, it was, crazy. I know. <laughs> and, and it was kind of this effort on our part to get the message out, help developers understand yep. what they were doing and, and how to do things and how to, you know, how to tackle this new voice world. And you know, I know you as a champion and me as a GDE, this is something that's really very normal for us in a lot of ways. Yeah. Is that it's not just that we we like doing this stuff, we love doing this stuff, but that we want to talk about it. We want to get the word out. We want to help other people doing this stuff. And I'm kind of curious, how did you get started in wanting to help other people doing this stuff? How have, how have you done this before? Oh, wow. Well, things have kind of changed over the years. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, we, we, we've, we have you know, social media and video and podcasts. Um, uh, now uh, we have conferences now we've had, you know, conferences in the, in the past too, but um, uh, there were blogs before that. And, uh, and before that there were, uh, print publications. I'm talking about magazines. Oh yeah, um, magazines and, and books. Those were the days. So so let me let me show you this. This is my my very first uh, foray into getting paid to write an article, and it is Visual Basic Programmers Journal, February 1998. Nice, <laughs> very the covers, nice. The cover story is multi-threading build responsive apps. So at the time I was a visual, visual basic um, developer and I, I had done some things um, with multi-threading, but you couldn't really do multi-threading in visual basic, but you could set up situations where multi-threading occurred. And I just kind of had figured some of that stuff out. And I just out of the blue happened to, I, I felt like, hey, this would be really cool. I'm gonna write up an article and I just sent it to Visual Basic Programmers Journal. I had I, I didn't know anything about how to do this. I just, uh, saw where you know something in the in the in the cover here and i went ahead and sent it off and it just so happens that that was going to be the title topic of of their upcoming magazine and so <clears throat> worked on it with a uh, there was another uh, kind of a key uh, anchor article for this that was written by another programmer and so got to collaborate really quick kind of over a weekend and and make some changes and and stuff, but that was my first um, paid article that I was uh, that I, I got to write, and I and I did some some more 
uh, since then. I don't know. Have you have you published anything in a in a like a magazine before? I, I have actually. My my first publication was uh, was back in the late '80s. There was a magazine for educators working with Apple computers called A Plus Magazine. Oh, and I have yeah. a copy somewhere, not in my office, and I, I I wish I knew exactly where the copy was now. Um, and at the time, the computer teacher in my high school had set up a bulletin board system. And for for okay, let me take a step back. For those say, of you do, that do don't we need know, to explain bulletin board systems to people? For those of you that don't know what a BBS is, um, before the was, internet, before the internet, or before the internet was as popular oh, yeah. as it was generally now. generally available, yeah. We had uh, computers that were dial-in systems and people would be able to dial into one of these bulletin board systems and usually do things like post messages in, in themed areas. In some ways, it's like a, a forum, what we would call a forum these days. Yeah. Um, but we ran one on the school's bulletin board system and, and the particular system in question had a programming language behind it so you could extend it and do stuff. Um, so my my best friend and I were both programmers and we learned this language and learned how to modify the system to do all sorts of stuff. You know, so we would, uh, we could leave short messages for people or, you know, instead of the long forum posts yep. or uh, we had some little interactive game type stuff that we had designed and were running on it. And our computer teacher saw what we were doing, you know, encouraged us, how, you know, got us running the system. We were the, the system administrators, system, sysops, system operators, um, <laughs> and worked with us to write uh, an article about our experience. Excellent. And uh, it was it was actually kind of weird because the way we wrote the article was, yeah, we were also collaborating. Um, we set up a file that both of us were typing into at the same time and our modems were swapping the information back and forth so we were we were watching each other edit it and at the same time we were on another line talking to each other uh so that was weird wow. and unusual and clogging up all the house phone lines but uh <laughs> you know we wrote this article and and our our teacher heavily edited it but we got writing credit for it. it was it was an experience. That, that um, is pretty awesome. Got 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 a resume builder uh, even before you left high school. Yeah. So you know it was it was and I I think not just a resume builder, but it also got me realizing that this was important. It was important yep. to help people understand what we were doing and why we were doing these sorts of things and how we could do these sorts of things. You know. And when you're talking about it in an educational magazine, you're talking about, well, okay, it's not just, hey, these two, you know, high school students were doing something. It's also, well, what did they get out of it? What have they learned? Yeah. What is this process let you teach other people, you know, teach other kids? What else can kids learn by doing this? Um, and that was, you know, I, I think that was the eye opener to me to realize, you know, we don't need to be operating in a vacuum. You know, we can yeah. we can do stuff and share what we're doing. Yeah, and you know, it was it was nice to get paid. Uh, I, I don't yes. know. I think maybe I got paid five hundred dollars, but that was actually pretty big back at the the the, the time. Um, um, but 
it was that really wasn't the main reason I was was doing it. I I kind of got hooked on the wow, I can I can share something that I've learned to a wider audience. Yes. Um, and uh, you know, back then it was it was kind of hard to you know, you know, get a lot of feedback back. You know, you can do, you can get you know, too much feedback now on social media, but uh, back then it was kind of hard to get feedback. But it was still satisfying knowing that you kind of like you you solve something you kind of crack some nugget and you figured out something and then you um you know were able to ar articulate that in in writing in a way that somebody who was new to it could you, know, you could kind of jump into it and they could leave the experience uh knowing something that they didn't know before yeah no one of the things i found you know, that I learned from it is that, okay, once, once we did is I started learning, Hey, you, lots of, lots of people were doing this. Yeah. You know, this wasn't a, you know, my corner of the universe. It was, there were lots of people that were doing this. There were lots of people that learned from it and built on that. Um, and that I think is important is, you know, once, once you put something out there, other people can and will and should build on top of that. And that's, that's how yeah. we, that's how we improve things. Exactly. And to, to, to be honest, I kind of got hooked. So, so I did write a second article for visual basic programmers journal on how to create an add-in manager for visual basic. So you could write these little add-ins and, and do things. And then um, later I'd started writing for national genealogical magazine. I did a whole series of different articles on, uh, this was about the last lecture, uh, Randy Pausch, um, but how that related to genealogy, kind of some of the lessons I learned from that. Um, two, this is this is big, the Twittering genealogist, part one and part two, <laughs> because you know Twitter was new back then, and you know, I was doing genealogy uh, research, and then this last one was all about the hundred years of scouting and kind of how you do genealogical research for for uh, for the Boy Scouts. So. Those were kind of some of the things that I that I had um, had done, um, and kind of always in the back of my mind was I, I'd like to write a book on something, but then that kind of just sat dormant for a long time. Um, so, but you've you've written a book. I've, I have written a book. Um, you can you can see the the cover of it's always there. I, I happen to have one with me though. Um, so, so so what animals on the cover? The animals on the cover, and and it's not it's there they're. they're common finches um they're they're common finches in india there's nothing endangered or anything about them um but they are they have a beautiful song if i remember correctly um but yeah there's there's nothing terribly special about the cover but it is an o'reilly book and that um, is that is i don't know if, if if you you may not know this but that is totally impressive to me growing up I, that was kind of like the oh i'd always love i'd love to be able to write a book and have it published by O'Reilly. That was that was really so, so here's really kind of awesome. the story behind so here's the story behind that is yeah. um as glass is becoming a big thing, and, and this is actually feeds into part of it as well, is that as the uh the the speculation about glass had been building, um, you know, they hadn't released it yet. They had talked about how there was going to be they were gonna have developers for it, and there was right. a developer. Uh, hackathon that was going to be coming up and as part of that I started running a bunch of YouTube sessions with uh, other developers that I knew yep. um, I think I was I was a GDE by that point already and we started 
you know, speculating, okay, what, what do we think this is going to be like? What would programming for glass be like? And this was all speculation at this point. Um, right. But one of one of the people I collaborated with on those on those projects was named Jason Salas, and he's a uh, a news reporter in Guam. So he's oh you know so he would be up at very different times than I would. We had very very different time zones. Um, but once Glass launched and we got to see what the API was like, and we got to see what questions people were having and the problems people were having and the assumptions people were making. Um, you know, I was helping out on Stack Overflow, but Jason and I started talking and we said, you know what? This this merits a book. We yeah. think this is big and different and it's something that really does merit a book being out there. And we kind of explored the options. You know, we said, well, you know, how do we how do we how do we publish a book? Yeah. We've never written or published a book before. Um, so we kind of poked around the different publishers that we knew to see what did they say about, so, you know, almost all of them had a, so you think you want to write a book, huh? Yeah. Type yeah. page. <laughs> um, and we looked at all of them and we said, you know what? We've got two options, basically. The first is we write the book and we self-publish on Amazon. Because that's that was a relatively new option then, but it was a real option. Um, or we reach out to O'Reilly, because O'Reilly, as you said, it has the name, it has the prestige. Yep. Um, and do we want to reach out to any of the others? Well, no, not really. If we're gonna yeah. if we're gonna put all the effort into it, let's. We wanted to do it either totally on our own or with the best in the business. Yeah. And we reached out to O'Reilly and they asked for a, a summary outline and some samples of what we, how we might want to say some things. Uh, so we did. And they said, okay, go ahead and write it. You know, they they gave us a little bit of, of feedback on what the structure should look like. Um, our editor was very hands-off, actually. There was not a lot of, you know, uh, I need another chapter next week and reviewing each chapter. You know, there was certainly some editing and there was certainly right. some making sure we were sticking to a deadline. Um, but there was not a lot of standing over our shoulder every step of the way. Um, they had tools that they required us to, to do it in. And one of the things Jason and I very quickly got into was we weren't going to write it using their tools. We wrote it using Google Docs. And once we were satisfied with, with the chapter, he would convert it into their tool format, which is a variant on Markdown. Okay. Which these days would be a lot easier, <clears throat> but yeah. wasn't then. <laughs> <laughs> um and you know our a lot of our editing would be you know at six in the morning as i'm waking up and he's going to bed we would you know cross paths and spend half an hour or an hour editing together and then in between you know we would be working on our own or you know yeah. if i was 
driving somewhere and I suddenly had an idea, I would send him a text message using glass saying, hey, I figured out how to handle this thing we've been dealing with on chapter eight. Um, so there was a lot of collaboration, a lot of back and forth. And it was really exciting when the book itself was published. There was, I got to tell you, there are very, very few things that are like that feeling when you you get a box in the mail and it's the first 10 copies of your book. Yeah, that is that is pretty awesome. It's, I can imagine. It's, <laughs> well, I, you know, I saw you, you were self-publishing a book, I saw. I, I yes. Um, I have a couple of questions before I get into that. Okay. I have a couple of questions for you. So how long did that process take um, of, of you, uh, both of you collaborating kind of from, yes, we're going to do this on O'Reilly to the, um, who we finally got the last uh, edits in? I want to say it was about nine months, maybe closer to a year. I honestly don't remember anymore. Yeah. It, it seems, I mean, at one point, I feel like we were saying, yeah, we can get this done in two months. And... Realize that it was, was a, a foolish, foolish assumption. Because once I think we actually started getting into what we wanted to say and how we were going to say it, it expanded. And the size of the book expanded. It was originally supposed to be a, a you know, a very small book. Right. Um, and it came in much larger than we we first thought. And I think a large part of that was because we were we were trying to explain very different concepts very different programming concepts than people had been used to before. Yeah. And it was brand new. Yeah. Cause it's just like, okay, we've got this new device and you can right. program it and it's right. And I, and I, you know, one of the things that, that it's interesting for me to think about is it's called designing and developing for Google glass. So we really, we were covering what we would now think of as, you know, interface design. Yeah. Because we had to, because nobody was, it was a totally foreign subject then. Right. I mean, nowadays, you know, if, 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 if I were to write a book on programming for voice, yes, I'd probably have a chapter that talked about designing. And then I would reference, you know, Kathy Pearl's book, or I'd reference, you know, Rebecca's book, or, you know, there are, there are a yeah, bunch yeah. of books that are out there that I could say, here's where you should go look for more details. Yeah. Now here, let me whet your appetite on the idea of designing for voice, but right. go, go talk to the experts on that. Right. Here, here's what you should know to be literate on right. design, but don't, don't think, you know, everything there is to know about design from this. Well, and I think that's an important point. Even as developers, we need to know something about design, even if yes. we understand kind of where the boundaries are, because sometimes we have to cross over and sometimes designers have to kind of cross. So the, the boundary is not like a very thin, you know, line. Right. It's kind of a, it's, it's, it's a, you know, kind of a, a zone where sometimes you're in the, in, in that zone, sometimes you're out and you're kind of collaborating back and forth. So, um, um, I think that's, yeah, you need to understand at least a little bit about uh, design to and, even know what you don't know about. Right. Design. And I think, and I think we've talked about this in a bunch of other episodes, yeah. which is, you know, which is important that, you know, you not be, 
Well, it's two things. One is you not be ignorant of that there needs to be a design process. Yeah. But also that you don't think that you are the best person to go through that design process. Yes. Developers respect the designers. Yes. Yes. All right. So that's good. So um, overall, are you happy with the with the process? Kind of the was. Did you enjoy writing a book? Would did you, I would enjoy you do it writing? Let me put it this way. And, and I think every author, every certainly every technical author that I've talked to has kind of expressed the same set of feelings is that it was an absolute nightmare. It was grueling. And at the end of it, I'm not sure I would have wanted to do it again, but I want to do it again. Yeah. There's, there's something about it. Um, yeah, and, and that's a, that's interesting what you said about about editors too. So your your editor, um, yet you know somebody that that was from O'Reilly that was dedicated to this process of of facilitating. You know, it could be, be anything from formatting to approach, you know, content to approaches to you know just kind of somebody to guide you through the process and 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 help. Um, when I was writing magazine articles, there was an editor that I worked with as well. And so I'd, I would submit something and then I would get feedback, you know, not very often, you know, there were some cases, I guess, maybe like 90%, everything went through fine, but then there were still, there were still some sort of modifications and edits and you're like, oh, for format, or we need to cut this down for the number of pages possible, or, you know, just, just things, but somebody to help you through. So from the time that I, I wrote articles to just just recently, I've kind of always had it in the back of my mind, like, oh, I should write a book. Uh, I'd I'd like to write a book. Yeah. Could be anything. I you know, should it be a kid's book? I I'm, I'm not really a like, nonfiction writer, uh, or I'm sorry, a fiction writer. I can do it. I can do technical writing, but I can't like short stories. That's that's you're you're not out to write the great American novel here. I'm no oh, no I, I'm. I, I could not. I could probably not even write the great American first sentence to a book. Um, it was a dark. And yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, anyway. And yeah, I, I so I can't even like finish that that sentence. It's just not, you know. But um but I I found other outlets to, you know, so that I I uh, created you know, open source projects or samples on, on GitHub and shared that out, uh, became involved on social media, LinkedIn, on Twitter. And, um, and I want to point out your documentation, your for for every one of your projects that I've worked with has been excellent. Thank you. And and you know, some of that I realize is is the experience, but I'm sure some of it also was learning those lessons from the editor way back when yeah. about describing the project. And telling people, you know, telling people what they need to do and taking them by the hand. And yeah, you have to kind of assume that, you know, you you want to give them an overview, but you want to get that get in as soon as you're possible, but you can't over, you know, overwhelm them with details. Um, but you know, you want to provide the details later on. There's just kind of just a number of different things. So, but uh, you know, creating a um, Alexa meetup. Um, speaking at conferences, speaking at like local code um, code camps here um, in the Phoenix area. So just wanting to share things that I've learned with other people. It's just, um, 
it's just become part of who I am as a, mm -hmm. as a developer. No, um, so and the same thing, you know, my I don't remember when I first started actually speaking about uh, developing. It was probably for some Google Plus stuff, actually. But I think I very quickly realized that, you know, standing up there and showing slides is and talking about them right. is very different than answering questions or writing articles. Yeah. It's very different and it's very exciting and it's um, it's a challenge to do in a lot of ways. And again, going back to the voice summit, both you and I are going to be speaking at the voice summit. Aside from from an, at two voice devs, we each have separate presentations that we're doing that are about some topic and are going to be about helping you know in in a very short amount of time getting across a message right and that's that's tough it, it is tough and i and i i, I guess maybe i want to take this this moment uh, I, i've had times where i've i've seemed very confident up in front talking there's other times where i've been quite literally like oh my gosh can i even get these words out um it's not easy and um and it might be intimidating to some people, but I would encourage you if you have the desire to try it, to at least try it. Um, and, you know, I, I, I'm take, I take, you know, some comfort in knowing that people, some people that I know that I consider friends, um, even if they're just friends from social media that I haven't met in person yet, I feel like I've, I've got, you know, a support network that, um, Worst case, I can you know find Ellen in the audience and talk to him um, about it. But um, that's a that's a I, that's a great way to 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 approach it. Yeah. Is that you're not necessarily speaking to the crowd, you're speaking to one person out there. Maybe you know them, and maybe you don't, and it doesn't really matter because you're speaking to one person. We all have different perspectives on things. And we have um, different experiences, and we've approached things uh, differently. There's just we're all unique, and so maybe there's some concept that I could have, you know, tried to study out myself. But then I go to a, a conference session, and somebody else is able to talk about it in a way that I'm like, oh, I didn't make that connection before. That's really pretty cool. Or okay, now I understand this. Um, and so, I guess. If you feel like you don't know enough, or if you feel like the, you feel intimidated about the whole process, but you still kind of feel like, oh, I'd really like to do this, or I'm, I think maybe possibly I want to do this, I encourage you to to, to try it. Um, Definitely, it, 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 you know, it might make sense to find a smaller conference that's local, um, and, you know, and not start out on the on on the big stage, so right. to speak, or just a, a user group. Yep. Or you know, there are lots of of little forums like that. Um, so I, I, I would totally agree with that. And uh, two, two, probably more than two, but two first thoughts that I had to that. Um, the first is that there are also, you know, it goes to a message that I think you and I have been talking about since the beginning. And that's that you belong in this community. You do. Whatever 100%. you have to contribute, 
your contributions are welcome and valuable. Yep. You matter and, as a as a as an individual and as a contributor. Yeah. Um, and the second, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have another one after this. The second is if you want to do this and you're not sure how to begin, reach out to somebody else. Yeah. Go to one of these small presentations and watch the presenters there. And then afterwards, go to somebody and say, you know, I'd love to do that. What tips do you have? Can you help me craft my presentation? Because um, almost certainly most people are more than happy to do it. And most organizers of these presentations would be so thrilled to have somebody talk. They will help you as much as they can. Um, and the third is that, and if you don't want to go speak, that's fine too. That is, that's totally fine too. It's totally fine. You know, not everybody wants to speak. Not everybody needs to speak to get their message out. We have a lot of other ways to get messages out. Record a video and do a podcast. Come on this show. Uh, Contribute to open source software. Yep. Post a bunch of tweets in a thread. Answer questions on Stack Overflow. There are all sorts of ways that you can be part of the community or do none of those. Publish open source. Contribute or just be part of this group. You know, there are lots of ways that you can contribute. And all of them are very, very valuable. So find the thing that that calls to you. Yeah, and I I will say that I probably am going to be nervous um, before my presentation. That's been two plus years since I've uh, I've done a presentation uh, live, uh, and I'm I'm a little apprehensive about going out into a conference environment. But I really I don't know. I just really want to want to be there this year. So right, um, I, I, and I think this is the right crowd too. This is the right crowd, and it's the right time. I think. Yeah. So know your boundaries. I guess two other tips on speaking. One, know your own boundaries. There are people that are fan fantastic at live coding. That scares me to death. I, oh, I can go. I, I can open up a code editor and walk through code that I've written and explain different parts. I'm comfortable doing that. But like starting with an empty editor and typing things up and remembering the syntax in the moment and then it's trying to compile and it doesn't work and you're like, oh, um, that's that, that's not for me. So know your not boundaries me. and yeah. just work within work with uh, within your boundaries. Slides. Um, so uh, my presentation on Wednesday, I have twenty minutes. You do not. You cannot get through forty slides in twenty minutes. You may not even be able to get through twenty slides in twenty minutes. You only think, oh, that's only twenty minutes, and that's a, a minute per slide. That's a lot of time, but it goes by quickly. And um, so uh, part of it is just is scoping it and paring it down to the, the time that you have. And I think as part of that is it's also fine to practice. You really yeah. should practice, you know. Yes. Not just, you know, flip through slides saying, yeah, I'm going to say this. Yeah, I'm going to say this. Yeah, I'm going to say this. One of the, the things that I do a lot of is, you know, I'll turn my phone on it, you know, set it down, point it at me and go through my presentation and time it, and then I'll yeah. watch my presentation, which is really, really difficult. Um, 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 yeah. um, I, 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 had, I had this video where I 
played it fast forward and I kept going like this with my glasses. Like, and I was just like, oh my gosh, ah. But um, the, 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 and so now I'm doing ums. The, you know how many ums I have to edit out of this video every week? And yeah, I leave most of them yeah, in. Yeah. So I, I, the, that's what I do. I, but I, I actually like stand up. I have my slides. Yep. I have yep. my clicker. So I automatically can advance through my slides. And I just give the, the presentation. And I fumble through it for the, fir the first few times. Um, but then I find I kind of find my 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 wording because um, even though I'm writing the slides and my wording is on the slides is as my own words. Sometimes when I'm trying to present that, it's like, oh, that's not as easy to say as it is what I was thinking. And so try to try to try to uh, find some some balance on, on that. But just some tips. But that's um, that's that's about speaking your question minutes ago which yes, i have delayed was, was you have done other work besides speaking in articles and you you just published a book i did just self publish a book and so let me tell you about that story i've like i say i've wanted to publish something like a an actual book something longer than like a 10 page article um and so I've thought about a number of different things and I, I have some ideas, but what typically happens with my ideas is that they're too big. And I'm like, this is where I want to be. And this is what I want to do. This is my big idea. And um, I, but that was too big. What I wanted, I was like, well, what can I take from this bigger idea and make it smaller? Because really the thing that I want to figure out right now is how hard is it to self-publish through Amazon? That was that was kind of my experiment. So I thought about it. Um, some of the work that I did with uh, my Alexa skill that's no longer out in, in, in the wild uh, called Number Spies was how do you encode and, and decode messages and how do you use a checkerboard and a, you know, um, a code book and a one-time pad and, and kind of that whole process. So... I already had some some content that I had kind of generated and and I had to change the format and stuff. But what what ended up happening probably with less than 20 hours worth of work over two weekends, I was able to self-publish um, a book called Number Spies Red Book. And it's available um, on Amazon. It's a print only book uh, mm. because it's got a couple of pages where it's talking about, you know, spy uh, message encoding. And then the rest of the book was actually generated. So I got to do like a little program that would generate um, random number tables uh, for my one-time pads, make sure that they were unique and in the right format. And then I was able to use some API to actually take an input file, which is a Word document with some like templating, formatting things and write the rest of the book. So <laughs> it's got it's got 50 um, one-time pad sheets um, that are unique for, for in, encoding and decoding messages and probably about 10 pages up front uh, besides that. And uh, was able to write that in Word and convert that to a PDF, make sure I embedded the fonts and uploaded that to um, uh, Kindle Direct Publishing. And uh, I could write a, an ebook. That's part of the process and depending on your book, um, it doesn't necessarily make sense for this book that I'm writing. Uh, part of the reason is that it's, I want it to be tactile, like mm -hmm. you're a real spy holding this, uh, code book, but this code book um, that says code book on the front of it, it does say code book on it. And, uh, 
and so that part there there is it, it, it took a number of different cycles through the uh kind of the review wait 72 hours get something some feedback that wasn't quite clear on why it failed and not even really realizing that I had failed and then I thought I was continuing on but then I resubmitted it for review so so some technical problems there were some technical I, I would think uh user experience design issues with <laughs> uh KDP. Go, it wasn't my going issue. going back to the design problem. Yeah, exactly. So, um, and then the cover was kind of interesting. I was able to design my own cover using some of the same branding that I did for for Number Spies. That one is kind of a head scratcher because I had it in a PDF format and I had to convert it into a PDF so I could upload this PDF of this image of this cover. Um, okay. It's weird. That part I don't agree with. I don't know why I couldn't just upload the PDF, but okay. Um, but uh, it you know, wasn't that hard. That hard. It uh, goes through a review process, um, and you can you know, pre-order like uh, uh, draft copies um, of it if you want. Um, I I just I decided to go for it. So it's out in the store. I went ahead and bought a copy. It'll be here tomorrow, so I'll actually get to hold it. Um, oh, that's fun! And I'm 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 just kind of excited about it. It's it's you know nothing earth shattering, but it's kind of a, it's kind of the book that I would have liked as a kid when I was, you know, keeping my own uh, notebook of different mm -hmm. uh, ways to encode and decode messages. Um, so uh, you know, kind of next to that, I'm going to uh, work on on a website and um, and a, a Twitter account specifically for number spies and things like that but i've got some things that I'm, I'm i'm still working on with it but uh i'm kind of of the feeling that everybody should self-publish one book um it doesn't have to be anything really big uh and but everybody's got something that they know that could be in book form and i think if nothing else just just to be able to create create it and get it and see it. And I don't know, it's an accomplishment to, to, to no, that's a good a point. We, we've all got something to say, and this is a good way to get it. You know, this is one, one great way to actually get it out there. Yeah. So you, you can create, you know, various different types of uh, puzzle books or, you know, if that's, if that's your, your hobby or, you know, facts about a certain thing, um, yeah, I think I think there's there's lots of different uh, things, and the fact that that I was able to scope it to something small enough. In the end, I think it's 111 pages, um, but you could get something you know smaller, you know, 50 pages or less, and self-publish it. And I I still think there's a big win in in that. Um, yeah, it's a confidence booster. It's something you can add to your resume that you're an author, um, if that's important to you. Um, and I, I don't know. It, I just encourage you. If you have some questions, just uh, ask them on on Twitter, and I'll, I'll I'll do my best to answer what kind of what the process is, and 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 keep you up to date on how things are going. Or they could find you next week in Arlington, Virginia, at the they Voice could. Summit. Yes. So um, if you're if you are at the summit, would love to have you attend our our sessions, our, our either our live uh, podcast or our individual presentations that we're doing um, or, or just grab you in the hall and yeah. just uh, talk. Um, would love to, to meet 
uh, a lot of you and uh, just get to know you better. Be you cool. know, one of the greatest things about conferences isn't the presentations, but yeah. go to the presentations, especially ours. Um, it's the hallway track. It's the yeah. running into people. It's the the spontaneous conversations that we have, you know, at lunch and between sessions and so forth. So I certainly hope that uh, we see plenty of you there. Um, I'm looking forward to some great conversations. Yeah. Uh, and hopefully we'll be able to turn around the uh, the recording quickly. And if not, we will have a uh, a summary of how uh, our, our take on the conference within the next couple of weeks. Yeah, it'll be fun. I'm really looking forward to it. It's just crazy. It's it's uh, just a few weeks away uh, now from the time that we're recording this. Um, next week, when you hear this, um, we'll be uh, in, in D.C. in Arlington area. And I'd uh, uh, love to see you. So thank you. Thanks for listening. And uh, we will see you next time on Two Voice Steps. Two voice steps. Take care. Take care, everyone. Have a great week, Mark. Thank you. You too, Alan.